The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth that they had faith in you. And you. Hello, welcome in. We are live and uncensored. It's the Sunday evening Fab Show, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. And man, tough times are here. What the hell's going on? We've got injuries galore, a chaos, nightmare scenarios are brewing all across the rosters of the fantasy baseball realm. But the good news is, I'm here, MJ Govier on Twitter, G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R, and I got a special guest today, Dave McDonald, less than Dave, in the house nice. from Rotosaurus. Uh, you know him from everywhere. You know, he's on fan gra- uh, Rotographs now? I mean, the guy is everywhere where can you not find yourself these days dave um probably on the adalberto Montesi bandwagon but other than that i'm pretty much everywhere <laughs> no way wow okay well uh i don't think Montesi is gonna be back this week so he probably won't be much on the topic of conversation but we've got schedules to look at is there players to pick up that are worth our time what are the cheap plays i don't think as we sit here right now, Dave, there's a huge pickup, like the one central pickup. Do you think there is this week, or am I missing something? Um, you know, the one big one that comes to mind is Shane McClanahan. That's the one that I think uh, people might be going somewhat big for. Other than that, yeah, though, yeah. I, I agree. I guess I wasn't considering that big. Uh, yeah, it will. You're probably right. It'll be triple digits because of the hype and people are getting desperate. There's a lot of factors. I don't disagree with you necessarily. I just didn't. Maybe it's already had him on a couple of draft and holds, so I wasn't thinking about it. And I was being selfish. That's, for you. That's good for you, man. That's great. No, it's not. I, most of my teams are, you know, I was really confident about 10 days ago. I thought things were really <laughs> in the, going in the right direction. In terms of the big money, like the, the OCs, uh, the main events, 
even a little bit, but right now, man, I, how far back can somebody be and still make a run in these big money leagues? Dude, it's you're not even at a point where you need to worry. Like I've been in literal last place at the end of April and still come back in one main event leagues before. So really, I, yeah, I generally start paying attention to the standings like basically midway through May uh, is when I start looking at where I need to make adjustments and everything. But um, especially with all the injuries right now, like there's so much that can still happen. It's you you can't you can't panic. Don't. Don't throw out all your money. Don't uh, you know? Make sure you're you're keeping course, but um, you know, make sure you're making plays that make sense for the short term and the long term. Don't fall too far behind, but also don't you know just kind of sacrifice everything because you think you have to do something now. Um, you know, you just want to kind of keep some levity there. Man, I feel a lot better now. That actually really helped. Thank you, Dave. I've I've been sweating it a little bit here, but it is, it's, it's, it's a tough thing though. It's, it's I'm not saying it won't be tough. Like it'll be it'll no, be hard no. to claw, claw your way back in, but like especially with ratios, you gotta think about like think about all the, the pitchers who are getting blown up right now. Give them like five starts, six starts, seven starts, they're gonna normalize. You know, we're already seeing it with guys, you know, Castillo and Cleesack. Like they're gonna keep getting better. Uh, you know, you're not gonna see those those blow ups that they had. Um, all the time again. Yeah, Police Act pitched today, and uh, I guess you're probably pretty pleased with what you saw. I know you've been, at least, we haven't talked as much, and that's our fault. We're being bad friends, but I, I always know. pay attention to what you say on Twitter. And Ditto. there were some concerns about his, uh, his he wasn't throwing as hard as a control in the first couple of starts. What was it exactly? I, I think yeah. I'm probably blowing this. Um, no, no, you're um, So, yeah, like the first couple starts, he wasn't really the police act that I saw last year, the one that I was investing in for this year. You know, like his stuff was flat, uh, his velo was down, and he made a couple of alterations in these last couple of starts. His velo was down to like 90, 91. He's now up to 95 and even hitting 96. Like he's sitting 94, 95, which is the highest he's ever been at. He wow. adjusted his uh, positioning on the rubber. Um, and he changed his curveball grip, uh, working with Bieber and, uh, yeah, he looks a lot better. His stuff doesn't look flat anymore. Like it did the first couple starts. Um, you I don't think you're going to see another start like that, uh, big blow up in the, you know, two thirds of an inning start against the white Sox. So, um, yeah, you know, you just gotta, it's a game of adjustments, right? And if you, if you're talented enough, you can make adjustments back. So, um, I'm not concerned at all when it comes to those kind of guys. Yeah, I mean, the total opposite for the other Chicago team today, a duel down in the Queen City. 13 to 12, the Reds beat the Cubs. That was a lot of fun. A lot of offense. I bet if you played D if you played DFS and you played some of those players, you're probably pretty happy today. Yeah. Um, um yeah, anybody uh out there playing uh AJ Pollock and Matt Beatty uh <laughs> 14 RBI today. I'm like, holy crap. There was there's a lot of offense today from a lot of guys that you wouldn't expect it to come from. <laughs> No shit. Yeah, you know, I'm still get trying to get over Friday. I played Alejandro Kirk and Karoloff on Friday night. They both had huge nights. That was yeah. double dongs for Kirk yeah. Friday night. And Karoloff hit his first two home runs. And I still didn't even place. It was so painful, man. God, oh. Dansby Swanson's killing me. Oh man. I know. But you got you know, he's another guy. He's he's talented enough that he's gonna make the adjustments. You gotta stick with it. I don't own any Swanson, so I, I haven't really looked too far in depth, but uh, you know, he's got a guy you gotta just hold on to. Yeah, I have him in my home league. I'm not sweating it either with him. He's in a great lineup. He's actually, I'm not going to go all the metrics right now, but all the underlying surface stats are telling me, non-surface stats are telling me good times are ahead. So hang there tight. Go. We got people in the house saying, what's up? Ryan, welcome in. It's the Fab Show, Sunday night style. Russell Withers is here. 
He's oh, working yeah. on a Sunday. Russell, you fool. What are you doing? <laughs> Why? No, <I'm... laughs> no uh, good to see you, Russ. You know, Russell, uh, when you when you play as long as I have, you don't really need to take victory laps. They kind of take themselves because the people who are trolling you uh, through the bad starts, you know, that it all evens out in the end, and uh, they look silly later. I'll, I'll let it I'll let it go on on their own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're way you're past all that. You're a veteran, Dave. You're not going to be the kind of guy who needs to worry about victory laps. All you worry about is being in victory lane. That's what matters to you. Exactly. Yeah, I'm worried about the end of the season uh, standings. I'm not worried about anything going on right now. One thing I respect about Dave, and I'll tell you this, I'm talking to everybody out there as well, but I'm talking to you too, Dave, is that oh. you You don't panic. You're not a guy, at least in our limited understanding of each other so far. Uh, I don't see you as a guy who panics too much. You have a lot more confidence, or at least you outwardly appear to have a lot <laughs> more confidence about the things you decided upon, the players you chose, and the routes you've gone on strategy-wise. So I I respect you for that because I, uh, I struggle with that sometimes. I just get really... I get indecisive, and I, I should be more confident because I know what I'm doing, but I just get I get worried because other there's so many opinions out there. Oh, So yes. many opinions. And it's, I'm not it's, right about everything. No, nobody is. It's all about figuring out where you're going to get your information from and trusting the sources and not listening to everything. Like, it sucks to say, but you cannot listen to everyone about everything. Like, you have to know who not to listen to about things. Um, and for me – it's just experience, man. I mean, I've been playing high stakes for 15 years. Like I wasn't always, you know, like calm and about stuff and like, Oh yeah, this will turn around. But you know, I it's, it's being not biased. You know, I know people think I am, but I'm not like, I look at police X starts and I say, I break them down and I'm looking at the negatives and I'm like, okay, is he going to come out of this? And everything told me he was. And so this is just kind of the end result of that. Um, it's just experience, man. You know, you play for a long time and, uh, you, you just learn not to panic, but, uh, there's definitely times that I freak out. Trust me. Like, <laughs> I mean, my God, last year I I, uh, I almost lost my league in the last week of the season, and it was it was horrendous. I was I was freaking out so bad I couldn't even look at my phone. So <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's the kind of fear. My ultimate fear in these big money leagues is getting towards the end of the season and like trying to sweat out a last week bit by bit, slight rotation of the standings. That's <laughs> I'll be happy to be there. I'll be happy to be there, but that will be exhausting. I, man, I it's it's that. never easy, especially in like a main event. Man, it's it's you're playing against like a lot of the best players in the world, um, and it, it's you, you it's it's almost never like you're just it's an easy breezy win. You know, it'll happen once in a blue moon, but I always expect it to be fighting tooth and nail at the end. Well, we got a question here from Matthew Bonchek. Matt, how do you say that? Bonds? What do you think? Bonchek? Bonchek? I think it's Bonchek. Bon- okay, yeah, I can I can buy that. He wants to know, thoughts on Daniel Lynch debuting tomorrow. He's in a 10-team AL only. Uh, there's a couple things I would say there, but Dave, what do you think? No, go ahead. You talk first. I'm going to have to look something up real quick because I, uh, I, I knew he was going to come up uh, at some point, but I know he didn't have much experience above A. Yeah, only high A ball, right? Yeah. Well, okay. my only thing would be is I don't know. It's worth a flyer, but I don't see him having value yet in a 10-team. But it oh, is AL oh. only. But it is oh. AL only, so yeah. that – that's actually a really interesting league, a 10-team AL yeah. only. I, it's so hard for me to gauge because I'm a 15-team both mixed league. So, um, it, you know, and it's a regular 10-team. Yeah, no, no, uh, not even 10 or 12. But um, in an AL only, I would say, yeah, it depends on who you're dropping, like always. Of course, yeah. These are 
That's another thing Dave does well. He doesn't just say do it or don't do it. You got to have context on who's leaving, oh, who's coming in. Context, yeah. you know, there's a consequence for every move. If you bring in somebody on, someone's either going to the IL, very likely after today's events, or they're yeah. being dropped. So <laughs> I would say Daniel Lynch, very, very highly touted. Definitely worth a shot. I'd say pick him up and go for it. And if it doesn't work out, then you move on from it. But yeah, as long as you're not working, dropping you know? anybody that you know is uh, someone you shouldn't be dropping. But the AL Central is a good place to invest because you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of games against you know the Tigers and the, the Indians is bad offenses. So uh, you know it's 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 a more forgiving <laughs> place to play than like you know the West and the East. And they're playing one of the worst offenses in baseball tomorrow, Dave. <laughs> Are they? Guess who? Uh, the Tigers. Now your team. <laughs> oh, okay. all right. I, I said my team too. I said both of our teams, man. Our teams uh, are both oh, like offense. <laughs> you got you got great pitching, and uh, there's actually like two guys that can hit on your team quite well. But otherwise, yes. it's just yeah. uh, chaos. One of, them, one of them's on the fraternity list, though. So, oh Fran shit. Yeah. You know, Deary did say Franmel would hit 50 home runs this year. I don't know if that's out of the question yet. It's still a long shot, but it's not out of the question yet. Yeah, it's it's obviously uh, you know that's uh, a bold take, not not necessarily. So- Does he actually think that, or is that like one of his just like? I think that was one of our uh, insane fantasy takes back yeah, in the day. We we did a million of them, so right, probably right. something on every player. But <laughs> what Dave? The one thing we learned today, by the way. So Daniel Lynch, take a chance. Matthew, thank you for the question. Anybody else wants to ask a question? Drop it right here on the live stream. We'll be here till about seven fifty-five ish Eastern time, and then I got to do the first day pod, but. Shit can happen. It's <laughs> these guys say it better than I could. D12 knows better than I do. But yes, after today, we've just seen more injuries. Do you think there's more injuries this year, or is it just us reacting in the moment? Honestly, I mean, uh, I think Derek Rhodes would be a good person to ask this to because he keeps track of all this. But I thought I remembered seeing that there is an uh, uptick in injuries, and I don't know if that um is a result of coming off the short season or not i you know it's hard it's hard to say but it certainly right. seems that way it does I, I talked about it in the preseason saying it would be very likely just because of the nature of the game they're not used to it it's out of sorts everything got thrown up in the air with the old right. bozo season short sample of 2020 and now we're doing a full sample and it's just bound to happen but but it's only april right like you'd think maybe some of the stuff would happen like you know over the course of the long season towards the end of the season. But I mean, right off the bat, it's like maybe they're having trouble ramping up. You know what I'm seeing more? I'm seeing more hitter uh, injuries than I would expect. Like I'm not seeing too many more pitching injuries than normal, but hitting yeah. injuries, a lot of, a lot of lower body soft tissue injuries that I don't think uh, is common uh, this early. Fucking Starley Marte broke a rib swinging. I mean, what oh, the hell? I know. I know. And I know you're heavily invested. I felt so bad when I saw that. Um, I only have been yeah. one, but yeah, it's a big loss. It's a, it was a disappointing moment for me. I thought he'd be back sooner, but when I read, uh, according to CBS sports the other day that he might not be back till June. So I'm hoping it's sooner than that, but we got to prepare for the worst. And my outfield in my main event is dwindling. I mean, I'm playing Billy McKinney in my outfield. It's getting desperate. So right, well, let's, let's get you some outfielders. Then we should maybe go over some, uh, outfielders to pick up for you this week. Absolutely. That's a great idea. So I want to talk schedules first, as okay. always. Who's playing the most this week? Uh, we have yeah. we got a lot of teams playing seven, so I'll start with this. There's two teams that have five games. That's the White Sox and the Reds. The Reds, yeah. the Reds? thank you. Okay. so I'm actually on uh, Rotofanatic looking right now. <laughs> hey, what do you know? Rotofanatic.com. This is part yeah. of the Rotofanatic 
Podcast Network. Dave, you're a very yeah. wise man. Thank you so because much. Schedule. Hey, I tell people all the time the the weekly schedule factors. You know, done by uh, Crosby Spencer. Very good stuff. Wow. You're doing the job better than I am, man. Shit. Well done. Yeah, Crosby's schedule factors really will help you each week. So I'm so glad you have that pulled up. I had it pulled up as well. So thank you so much. We have a question, though. It's from Brian K. Brian K is one of our loyal, dedicated community activists. If there's a Palazzo community, he's one of the leaders of it. And Brian wants to know, 12-team Roto, one utility spot. I have Otani and your guy, Franimal, Dave. An embarrassment of riches, but do I trade or keep the depth? depth? Thanks, fellas. Oh boy. Um, <clears throat> let me uh, see. I don't think either of them are playing in the field at all, right? Like, <laughs> I don't think it's. Uh... Oh, you Ooh. know what? Franmil does, does have uh, two starts in right field. So I, I guess it depends on what his eligibility is in, in that league. Like if he needs to get to 10, it might be a while. But uh, if it's like <laughs> five or less, then maybe he might, uh, he might make it. I don't think they're going to play Otani in the field at all, though. Well, Ryan has said that I don't not going to be able to use the drop. It's going to be me anymore. But hey, who said that we got to stop using it? Come on. It's going to be me. You ask and you shall receive, my friends. But yes, uh, Otani played the outfield once so far. That was in a blowout game. Um, but I don't know how often that's going to happen. So if you're trying to hope on hope for that eligibility, it could be a long shot. I would... Not trade Otani at all. I love Otani this year. I loved him preseason. I don't want to lose him unless you have a huge need somewhere else, like in pitching. I'm talking about the hitter Otani, by the way, not the pitcher. Right. So I don't want to lose him because he gives you steals. We could seriously see like a like a 2020, I think, is very real. Uh, He's probably going to hit 30 home runs easy. More homers than that easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In just terms of quality. Yeah. Right. Well, he'll hit 30 home runs, guaranteed. Unless, barring injury, I, he's going to hit 30 easy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He should. But um, Franimal, yeah. I mean, he doesn't give you the steals. He's not going to give you a batting average. I mean, he'll show hey, he's not going to hit 300 necessarily, but it's still like a solid batting average to keep in your lineup. What, what do you think in the end? Yeah, Franimal is very – he's very um, uh, streaky. Like, he'll he'll go on power binges, and then he'll he'll cool off for a while. Um, you know, he, he'll give you that power. He doesn't bring the uh, steals to the game like Otani does. Um, but at the same time, you could probably get more for Otani. So I would say you should at least be exploring trades. Um, you know, see what you can get for both. I, if, if you're getting around equal deals, I would definitely prefer to trade Fran Mill. Fran by the way, yes, we are part of the Road of Fodanic Podcast Network, and we want you to follow us. Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. We appreciate all the effort we get. We do this every Sunday night around 7 p.m. Dave McDonald is joining us today. Very special guest in place of Deary, who's sleeping. He had to go to bed early. Uh-huh. We're t- yeah, we're talking schedules. Like we said, schedule factors done by Crosby Spencer every week. Fantastic stuff on rotofanatic.com. I really am glad that Dave brought it up because it means that someone who doesn't work at Rotofanatics is actually bringing it up, which actually makes me happy. So thank you for that. Uh, but otherwise, you got a lot of uh, those are the only two teams. White Sox and Reds have five games this week. Everybody else is six or seven. So that's the layout in terms of teams. Uh, pitching wise, let's talk two possible two start pitchers this week, Dave. Okay. Um, we said Shane McClanahan could be the big bid this week. Uh, yeah. I think triple digits, like you said, will probably happen. He will probably go up against, I think, uh, Anaheim as it looks right now based on the schedule. And that's in the trop, so that's a nice matchup. But Anaheim's good, but 
They, I don't know. They don't strike out a lot, though, so maybe it's not a good matchup. I'm starting to think about it on the fly here. Well, McClanahan, I think, is just a long-term pickup. Like, he is – him and Gilbert are the two guys who I think can actually give you ace-type stuff over the rest of the season. I don't think anybody else getting called up uh, throughout the season is going to give you that kind of upside. So that's – I kind of view it as not just like – I'm not worried about it from this uh, week more than just overall for the rest of the season. If you're <laughs> – all right, real quick on the schedule. I'm sorry I jumped ahead on this, but I wanted to mention your own team, Cleveland, is playing yeah. four games against the Royals, and then they got three with the Reds, the old Ohio showdown. Yeah. And I expect an opportunity for a little bit more offense, although the Royals, can you believe how good Duffy's been? I mean, Duffy's oh blowing. God. I mean, he looks like he looks like vintage Duffy, but even better. Like, I mean, his, right. his velo is way back up. Um, I don't know if it's the change in the ball. Uh, I don't know what it is. I just like, why didn't I know this in spring training? Maybe I didn't do my uh, research enough. But, yeah, man, he looks phenomenal. Well, we can't catch them all, but Duffy, if this lasts, I'll, I'll be stunned. By the by the time we get to July, I just don't believe this will last. But, it, you know, enjoy it now. And if you own Duffy, I would strongly consider a trade for something more reliable. I really would if you could take advantage of somebody. But it depends. All depends, yeah, on what you can get. I, I, I'm not, like, looking just to sell, just to sell them. Like, I do think that some of this is – is sustainable, but obviously he's pitching out of his mind. It's not gonna not not to this degree. There's certainly gonna be regression. Uh, as far as these uh, streaming, some of these hitters. So Cleveland has seven games. The Red Sox have seven, and they're a really good offense. Oh, they have yeah. six games. They have six games though, but three of them are against my terrible Tigers. That's really good news. Yeah, would... and, then the, and then the other three are against Baltimore pitching. So it gets uh, it's it's a great week for Boston all around. Absolutely great point. You know, Baltimore's feisty though, man. They're battling. I. I cannot believe I Duffy, I believe more, but what Matt Harvey's doing? Holy shit. I cannot believe this is still real. This is not gonna last. Uh no, yeah, no. Matt Harvey, I, I do not believe in Matt Harvey. <laughs> it almost pisses me off. It's like I know it's not real. Matt Harvey is not he's not throwing that much harder. He's not fooling anybody. Has he really learned how to pitch pitch instead of just throw all of a sudden? I I just can't believe it's gonna sustain itself much longer. Uh, it's, it's, that would be, that would be pretty shocking, uh, especially in the AL East. Like I just, uh, I mean, I, I, I believe, I'll believe that he's better than the last two seasons that he's, that he's been out there, but, uh, I I'm, he's not a guy I want on my team. Okay. Well, there it is. Well, those are uh Red Sox stream hitters for the Red Sox. If there's any available, uh, I don't know, maybe like a hundred Renfro if he's in your league, depending yeah. on size. Yeah. He, uh, hit a home run yesterday versus the Rangers. So, Take a look at that. But let's go back to the pitching now. So I was looking at two-start possibilities. It's not – I mean, most of these guys are probably going to be owned already, so that's kind of a concern. But if we're looking for somebody beyond 12-team leagues heading into 15-team leagues, Cole Irvin is an interesting guy. Yeah. I kind of like him. Uh, I don't know if he's a ticking time bomb. I have to do a little bit more research. But he was actually – he's actually done pretty well against some – formidable lineup so i'm mildly interested in him am i crazy no um i he's a guy i'm interested in as well he didn't look good his first uh i can't remember if it was first or first time or two out but he's really uh looked good since then you know he's not walking guys he's not putting guys on base he's not going to be like a a big strikeout guy but you know he's averaging like eight and a half k per nine um mm. but only but like 1.3 walks per nine so he's really He's really limiting base runners, but he's he's kind of a soft tosser. He only throws, I think, 91. So um, I, I think he's kind of, uh, you know, you can kind of expect him to be um, a guy you can stream in good matchups. 
would he be worth more than twenty dollars if you had a thousand dollar budget working with a thousand dollar budget fifteen team mixed yeah um yeah you know i i would go 20 on him okay Good to know. I want to set the standard here so we have a baseline of understanding. Uh, what about Jacob Junis? Jacob Junis is—is is he real? Is this real too? I, I, I just—I guess I was really just surprised with some of the starts we've seen by certain players. It's really blown me away. But Jacob <laughs> Junis was really good last time out, and he's got this week. And I'm not so sure I want to take that ride. Unless you're desperate, because he's taking on Cleveland, Chicago. And I know we ripped on Cleveland, or at least I ripped on Cleveland. But Chicago's offense is legitimate, even if they have off days. And I know Robert got hurt today and all that. But uh, I'd be a little concerned about those matchups. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the big thing with him is he throws his fastball more than 50% of the time. He doesn't uh, He doesn't really have uh, a lot of, of other pitches that he throws. But... Um, I, I kind of like him. I liked him in the preseason too. Um, you know, his Sierra is 3.35, so he's got a 3.47 ERA. It kind of tells me that his skills kind of match what he's done so far. Uh, 10 and a half Ks per nine, uh, under three walks per nine. So, you know, if, uh, I think there's, there's some sustainability here. Um, I would, I would play him probably this week, uh, even against Chicago. Um, but, I get not wanting to, and I don't know if this is going to last, but for right now, I'm riding him. Yeah, Jacob Junis. Uh, we've all been there. I feel like we've all had Jacob Junis at one point or another and took that turn on the carousel, and it failed miserably most of the time. But that doesn't mean it'll happen now, so don't listen to me. What the hell do I know? What about Eric Lauer? Eric Lauer comes up after Corbin Burns gets COVID or he has a reaction or whatever the hell happened. He had to go on the IL. It's probably COVID. And then he... Gets the job done against the Dodgers last week. He didn't really strike out anybody a whole bunch, but he had decent career numbers against the Dodgers because he used to play for the Padres. Was that a coincidence, or are we staying away now from a two-start special with Eric Lauer? Yeah, I, don't, no, I want nothing to do with Eric Lauer whatsoever. <laughs> <sighs> oh, well, that's a quick response. Thank you. Uh, I actually had an argument. Well, not an argument. It was a discussion with okay. my tag team partner. You're in the tag team league, Dave. Yes, I am. Me and Eric Cross, and I actually brought it up today. I was like, hey, what do you think about maybe taking a chance on Lauer? And he's like, no, <laughs> no. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on Eric's side on this one. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> no, it's good. I want the truth. We all want the truth here. And I I guess I just give away our strategy. If anybody's bidding on Lauer <laughs> in the tag team league, you have one less person to worry about. We're not bidding on him. Well, uh, <laughs> or are we? Or are we? Ooh, what is this? Yeah, smoke screens. <laughs> Alex wants to know, have we talked about Kyle Higashioka yet? Looks like he's becoming the starting catcher for the New York Yankees. Alex, uh, we have not talked about Kyle Higashioka yet, but we can. Is he going to... Even if he's the starter, Gary Sanchez is going to play two, three times a week still, even if it got that bad, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like he's just playing every other day. Like, I don't know what he means by starter. Um, I mean, he's uh, – it, it really looks like an even split between him and Sanchez right now. Um, it does. I looked I, at his stats this morning, and I was like, oh, he only played like three games out of the last five or six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I can see Higashioka becoming like a 60-40. Um, like, he plays 60% of the time and Sanchez 40%. I don't think he plays enough to be relevant, though, um, outside of really deep leagues. Well, speaking of catcher, we so 
Omar Narvaez went on the IL. Hammy issue. Right. Yeah. Uh, what do we do here? Uh, we lost Travis Darno. Torn yeah. thumb ligament. So catcher is becoming a wasteland of chaos. And it was already difficult as it was because it's already a wasteland. At this point, talking strategy-wise here, David, I know you love talking strategy. You're the master. What do we <laughs> what do we do here in terms of filling the stats with catcher? Let's forget two catcher leagues. Let's just talk one catcher leagues. One catcher leagues? Uh, yeah, if you don't have if you don't have Wilson Contreras or right. uh, Will Smith, like what do we do here? Do we just stream? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if in, in one catcher leagues, you know, there's uh, depending on how, you know, deep your league is. If it's 15 teams, you know, you're only got, you know, you're only 15 or owned. So there's still enough guys there that you can at least stream a good one for the week. But uh, yeah, even in deeper leagues, what I do is I look at the guy who got injured and is their replacement, you know, going to be a guy that I can play. Um, yeah. You know, in this it, with with Molina, I know he thinks it's going to be a minimum stay, but the doctors that I've uh, I've read their stuff from say that he could be out several weeks so um Kniesner is kind of uh an interesting yeah, guy um, i kind of like him i played him in dfs today uh, but i also like him when he gets the opportunity he could be someone that rises up i'm with you there yeah i mean again this is a deep play this is like a 15 team you know play sure. um william Contreras, same thing you know now that he's going to get some uh time with with darno and jackson both injured for the braves um mac Sassy is back for the angels but he's probably just gonna be splitting 50 50 with uh suzuki well, I would keep an eye on that. Let's see how that goes because he okay. did swing a decent bat last year, and if yeah. he does continue to do that right off the shoot, they might give him. If he gets, if he gets four to five starts a week, I would be interested in him. Okay, I could see him getting like sixty-five percent of the starts or something like that uh, over over uh, Suzuki. I don't see Suzuki just like being a bench guy though. Like they'll no, they'll no, no. I don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm with you there on that one. Uh, Ryan says he was watching the Yankees broadcast today, and they mentioned Kluber really liked his last game throwing to Higgy, which is, you know, it reminds me of Bobby Higginson. That's how old I am when you say Higgy. It takes me back. Well, you're a Tigers uh, fan, too, so. <laughs> right. It's just, yeah, man, Bobby Higginson. He was, I would have loved to have Bobby Higginson on my fantasy team in 1998. He had a great year. He could steal bags, hit 25 home runs. I remember that. Underrated. Uh, but anyways, he says, yes, so Higgy versus the O's, and he had another great start today. Yes, Kluber was... Kluber looks good. This, this week was good for him. Uh, is that a mirage? You bullshit or? I, you know, it's one of those things where I don't own Kluber and I don't have any confidence that he's going to stay healthy. So I, I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't really been paying attention to him. Um, looking at him right now, his Sierra is way out of whack. It's way higher than his ERA. But I think maybe he might be, you know, as he gets healthy, he might be getting better. Um, his last two starts were, were both good. Uh, yeah. I, I wish nothing but the best for Kluber. He was you know, <laughs> he was my favorite player growing up, you know, like with the Indians. I mean, love them. So hoping, hoping yeah. he has success, but I hate the Yankees, so it's it's tough. Yeah, well now he's it's gonna be made. Damn, I pressed the wrong button. I wanted to hit this one instead. <laughs> that one is long gone. There it is. Ernie, sorry about that. Ernie Harwell. He's long gone, Al. Uh, are you listening live to the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Fab Show Sunday fabulous show with me, your host, Michael Govier at MJ Govier G-O-V is in Victor I-E-R on Twitter and Dave McDonald at Run D-M-C-D three capitals except the C on the last four letters there and you can find him at Rotosaurus and of course him and uh, I'm an asshole for this I assume you guys are still doing uh, high stakes heat <laughs> 
No, you're you're uh, you're not out of line at all. It's been like over a month since we've uh, done. We the last episode we did, I wasn't even on. Uh, I was preparing <laughs> for the uh, for the NFBC drafts, and okay. uh, Jake, Jake and Tony actually did it. Um, but uh, yeah, Jake. <laughs> Jake, uh, his son um, was in the hospital with pneumonia, and then actually I got pneumonia after that. So we've both been kind of uh, out of commission. Yeah. Shit. Everybody okay? Yeah. Yeah, uh, His son is doing well now. Um, The fever's gone and everything. But uh, and for me too, the last couple days I've been good. So everything's good now. But we just haven't had any time to to do a pod in a while. Okay. Well, that is a. Beyond legitimate reason. So I'm glad that you're okay. And Jake's son and Jake, everybody, the family's okay. Big fans of Jake. Follow Jake on Twitter uh, at yeah. the Dustmite. He's a great follow. Even though he uh, gets sick, we all get sick. He still knows his fantasy He's shit. He's really good if you're into food Twitter. He he posts a lot of good food picks. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you look at both of us. We both love food, so it's obvious. <laughs> hey, all right. Uh, a couple other here. Two steppers this week. We mentioned Cole Irvin. Um, yeah. we mentioned Eric Lauer. We weren't into that. Uh, is Adrian Hauser? It looks like, uh, Philadelphia and Miami this week. Adrian Hauser, if he's available, any interest? Uh, I mean, if, if I, it is, is like a desperation play maybe, but it's not someone, he's not someone I'm looking to add really yet. He's just, he's, he's fine. He's just, I mean, the, the, the surface stats look okay with the three, six, five ERA, but um, with a sub seven K per nine and over three walks per nine, it's, it's not, that's not a recipe for success. And I'm not liking what I'm seeing from him when I watch him. What about uh Quang Hyun Kim? He's got the Mets in Colorado. Both of these are at home, by the way, at a uh, good old Bush. Um, you know, he, he's looked good since he's come back. Uh, you know, he's striking he guys out. He's not walking guys. Um, I, I might take a shot of there because, uh, you said it was the Mets and uh, Colorado, right? Both at Bush. Right, yeah. So Colorado on the road, you know, notoriously, they suck. Um, and then <laughs> uh, the Mets, honestly, for as many great hitters as they have, they're, they're not playing well at all. So uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not avoiding the Mets right now, so that's fine. The Mets scored four runs in the first inning Saturday night against Zach Wheeler. But then that was it. Then that, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, two things happened in simultaneous fashion. I was like, yes! Finally, Wheeler got lit up, which I was expecting for a while. He's been pretty damn good so far. And yeah. that the Mets scored runs. Four runs in one inning blew my mind. But all of that ceased. All yep. of those things stopped after that inning. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what the Mets need. They need to get some juju. Uh, you know, Serrano has to come out there and sacrifice a chicken or something to get him going. I don't know. <laughs> J.D. Davis, uh, another Met, got hurt. I don't know how serious it is. You guys make sure you check in on that. He was actually tearing the shit out of the ball. And I was really looking, I, I swear he was going to break out, but it was some type of hand injury. So he was not in the lineup today, which is actually happening right now. The game just started. Uh, so keep an eye on that. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, I'm trying to look at these other two steppers, two starters. Uh, Casey Mize. Is it crazy to play Casey Mize at Boston? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I don't trust Casey Mize to begin with, and I definitely don't trust him against Boston. Boston's just killing everyone right now. Bush. Sorry, Ryan's making me laugh in the live stream with Bush in all caps. Uh, <laughs> Casey Mize might be a year away still. As yeah. a Tigers local, I don't know that much more. I mean, I live near the ballpark, closer to the ballpark than some of you, but that's it. But I still feel like uh, there's some growing pains here. And if you're looking for him to turn into this dominant ace this year, that's way, 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 way off the charts. Not happening. 
Yeah, you're just you're just hoping that he shows some progression throughout the season and, and some growth and becomes like you can where you can kind of see him becoming that next year maybe. Well, I just want to see him eat some innings, you know, just build up some tolerance and eat some innings and just stay yeah. healthy for a whole year and then go from there. I'll, I'll I'll be happy with that at this point. I really would. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Well, man, not a lot of appetizing. I. Um, Tyler Anderson is interesting to me because I, I really like how he's been pitching, but he has to go to, to both San Diego and Chicago Cubs and the Cubs have been just like crushing everyone lately. So I think it's a tough, like if you're in like a 15 team league or obviously I'd send him in 10 and 12, but in a 15, it's like, if you don't have anybody else to play, I would play it. But other than that, I think it might be a little too risky. Now, Ian Anderson actually kept them in check a couple days ago, but that was a rarity. That was yeah. uh, I remember because we had a me and Eric had a debate about starting Anderson this week because he had a, two starts against the Cubs and the Blue Jays, which didn't go so well today. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we had one good start, one shitty one, and we're way behind in wins. Like we were so far behind in wins. Our pitching is killing us, and Frankie Montas hasn't been great, and we've relied on pitchers yeah. that just. Uh, Paddock. Paddock is on the IL now. So it's a real mess on our team, but nobody gives a shit about my team. We care about your team, folks. We're talking about two-star pitchers to look at. If we look at anybody else, I would think about... (laughs) Maybe this... I don't know. Maybe this is crazy, but I think J.A. Happ is a fine call against Texas and Detroit. Oh, he's a a must-start. There's no way I would bench him. I mean, I know he's he's not a superstar, but against... Those two teams can't hit lefties. I mean, Detroit has like a 35 WRC plus against lefties. Like it's ridiculous. Jesus. Yeah, it's um, it's real bad. And I small sample or not, you got to just keep rolling out pretty much any lefty against Detroit right now. Good God, that is that is bad news. Um, Shohei Otani is going to pitch against the Rays tomorrow. Um, they have him as a two. St- I wonder if he'll actually start two this week. I know they do a six-man rotation, so it'll be curious when they play the Dodgers this weekend if he gets in. I, I don't know if I would assume that. If you're doing a weekly lineup and you want to play him as a pitcher, make sure you really do your homework on that one before you commit to it. Make sure you take um, some beforehand, too. I I just don't <laughs> trust Otani as a pitcher at all this year for this year in general. I mean, especially not against the yeah. Dodgers. Aren't his lines bizarre? Like, he'll have, like, nine yeah. strikeouts. He had, what, he had, like, the six-walk game or something? It was insane. And I think they were, like, mostly all in the first inning, too, or something. Like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But he, he just – that's the thing. He loses feel. I mean, he's barely pitched over the last couple of years. Like, I just – I don't think he's 100% ready to pitch. And I think they're just trying to get him in there. And I get it. But I just – I can't trust that. I, I have no interest in him as a pitcher for this year. Are you buying uh, all in now on the Nick Pavetta train? Because people are really loading up on that train and getting ready to take off. He's got Detroit and Baltimore. Like we said, the Red Sox have seven games against the Tigers in Baltimore this week. Uh, one's at home, one's at Camden. I I mean, I don't know. I guess I just I, – I get that the service stats have been okay, but uh, I, mean, I guess good because he's got 280 ERA. But his Sierra is 5.2. Um, he's walking six wow. guys per nine. Um there's so many warning signs, and he's still Nick Pavetta. I don't know. I, <laughs> I just maybe maybe he's turned a corner. Maybe he is. He maybe he will. Uh, it, he's walking weight. I mean, every every game, three or four walks. It's too much. Uh, he's putting too many guys on base, and eventually someone's going to hit him. I mean, he faced Seattle and New York Mets, who had to combine two hits off of him in eleven innings. When he faces an actual offense, they're going to they're going to pound him. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be Detroit, but I think Baltimore could oh, go. Could get to him in Camden the next weekend. You, so. Yeah, you you can because they're such bad offenses. You can start it, but 
I regression is coming hard, man, and I, I just I fear that. Um, what about Herman Marquez? I mean, I'm actually seeing him on waiver wires that I wouldn't normally see him on in 14 team leagues, and that surprises me. But he's walked so many guys that I think people are really worried about him. Yeah, the walk rate is really what it's about. I mean, we know that he he struggles in course sometimes, but uh, it's really. I mean, the thing is, though, his first start, he walked six guys. And since then, it's been two, three, two, three, three, which is not great. Oh, that's OK. That's a little bloated by one start. Good point. It's a little Good bloated point. by one start. Yeah. And that was that was the, the Dodgers, too. Um, I'm still rolling with him. Uh, he looked really good in the two starts prior to this last start um, and Phil against Philly and the Mets in Coors. I watched both those starts. He looked he looked really good. Um, the stuff was moving. Um, last start, I don't know what happened. I didn't watch it, but uh, obviously at San Fran, you're not expecting to lay an egg like that. <laughs> <laughs> Take a dump right on the floor, why don't you, Herman? What the hell, man? <laughs> uh, he's a good, he's good, he's a good pitcher. Oh yeah, he's. Uh, are we really having no? There's no relievers for us to nibble on this week for Fab. It's really looking dry in terms of immediate pickups. Somebody might try to pick up uh, Stefan Crichton. He got a save over the weekend if he's available. I don't trust him at all. Soria coming back too, though, so that's kind of going to be an interesting situation. So is there anyone in that bullpen you trust? Ginkle? Uh, I mean, uh, Davinsky's back. Davinsky came back from whatever personal yeah. reasons he had. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of mystery. His his velo was up a little bit. He's he's kind of interesting, I guess. But I for me, Soria's the guy, I think, who could emerge. But I think Crichton is also worth a pickup. Um other than that, yeah, I mean, Michael Givens in Colorado interests me some because Bard has given up, like, a run in, like, four of his last five outings. Um, there's okay. some of them, but I think if you're looking for a guy to pick up who can maybe get some saves at some point uh, in the near future, he's a guy I would look at. Um, Garrett Whitlock is another guy who they're starting to give, like, one-inning outings to, not, like, it sounds like they're going away from using him as a starter, maybe using him in more higher-leverage situations. But oh. Matt Bard is pitching really well right now, so... Um, I, you know, it's not a, it's not something that's going to turn over quickly. I don't think. Oh, let me tell you something about Matt Barnes. Uh, he looks like he's pitching good, but he's not. I had some okay. great stats. A friend of mine pulled up the other day. We were talking about Barnes and it was like, Whoa, here it is. Barnes is a career BABIP against a 318. Right now it's at 190. A career hard hit rate of 36%. Right now it's at 54. So that's weird. Uh, hmm. he's, he basically is telling me that the exit velo on his curve this year has been 100 miles per hour plus, and he wow. didn't add a pitch or add any velo on his fastball. So he, my friend Steve thinks he's full of shit and he's a ticking time bomb. But, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see. All right. Well, hey, uh, Steve might be right. You know, I, I definitely don't fully trust Barnes. That's why, I, you know, but, I mean, uh, he's not walking guys. That's the big thing for him. He always has trouble with walks. So I think if he can keep limiting walks, he's got a chance to succeed. But we'll see. It's yeah. still well, is uh, Adam Adovino, Adam Adovino, his possible competitor in the bullpen. He didn't really help his cause today. He walked two guys, gave up a few earned runs. So he doesn't. And he good. blew the yeah. save. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I know he's technically probably the backup option for Barnes right now. I would. I would take Whitlock over him in the long run. I just feel like the Yankees wouldn't trade Adovino to the Red Sox if they didn't know something negative. Like, they, I just don't believe they would trade on a, a really reliable closer, borderline closer, to right. their arch rival. If he, they had to know something. They had to have seen something. 
Yeah, it's again, it's the walk rate, man. Like he he hasn't in the last like four or five years, his walk rate has always been four and a half and above, pretty much. Yeah, so, uh, nightmare. When you put guys on like that, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it for a good closer unless you can strike out literally everybody else. And he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by. Struck him off. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. All right, let's talk hitters then. We've covered pitchers. We got relief pitching. Not that exciting this week. We talked two start pitchers. Hitters. Is there somebody, is there a hitter on the tip of your tongue that you want people to pick up or consider picking up? Well, not 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 in my leagues, but uh, there's a couple <laughs> of guys. Um, there's, there's Mike Talkman, who now that he got traded to San Fran, looks. He's I think he's started three straight games, uh, goes to Colorado next week. Um, I think he could be a long-term pickup. I'm not saying uh, you spend a, a big amount on him, but if you need, if you've got a hole that you need to fill somewhat long-term, I think he's uh, a good shot to take. If you you definitely have holes, uh, Luis Robert injures, uh, other injuries in your outfield. You need an outfielder. Pick up Mike Talkman. That's a great call. That's smart. Uh, another guy, Jonathan Daza. I think got picked up a lot last week um, for uh, the Rockies. Um, he's playing pretty much every day right now, and uh, I, you know they demoted. Um, uh, what's his face? Hilliard. So I don't think uh, wow. he really has competition. Fuentes will get the odd start here and there, and they'll move guys around. But, um, you know, hey, when you play every day in cores and he's a good average guy and he can provide some, some speed, uh, I think he's another guy who you could pick up for the long term as well. Coors, the banquet beer. I got to tell you, Matt Adams is now in the mix. When Matt Adams showed up, the Rockies did what the Rockies do. Matt Adams is part of their team and on their major league roster, yeah. and he's even starting games. It's fucking hilarious. It's it's just another piece of the puzzle of chaos, the absolute anarchy that continues to reign. Jeff Burdick is gone, but the chaos continues. Well, what do you do when uh, when CJ Crone finally breaks out and starts crushing everything? Oh, yeah, you bench him for Matt Adams. <laughs> Oh, oh shit man that's but you know matt adams of course that's very exciting i i, mean, I yeah. like that too still I, I mean you might be pissed if you own cj cron but yeah. if you're if you're looking for a guy who might start a couple times this week and there's games in cores this week take a look at matt adams put a buck on that adams uh the guy could hit a home run no problem in that stadium i don't have any doubts about that no i think it's just the playing time i don't know if he's going to play enough to be worth oh it. yeah they're there for three games. Maybe he starts one. I don't. I don't think he starts really more than that. Yeah, it's just a total bozo streamer play. That's all it is. Maybe one day off day if they're on, and you got players that are off, and you're in daily leagues that do daily moves. Consider Matt Adams this week in daily leagues, but definitely don't pick him up and put him in your starting lineup if it's a weekly league. That would be a horrendous idea. Okay, so you said Talkman. That's cool. Uh, anybody else that was on the tip of your tongue? Well, there's a bunch of guys. I mean, another. One who's kind of uh, a bigger one would be Josh Rojas. Uh, a lot of people dropped him <laughs> coming off of his rough start, but uh, you know he's been playing a lot more now, and dude's hitting again. I know he's like the most frustrating guy in fantasy baseball. Like I can't even. Do you know how many benches I had him on this weekend? I mean, as long as you didn't drop him yet, that's great. I do you know how many leagues I dropped him in? Fuck. Well, I, I, I thought. I didn't want to drop him yet because I thought that there was still something there. I'm like, I don't want to panic yet. So I guess it's better. Is it better to be watching three home runs on your bench in a weekend or just to not have him at all? I guess. Oh, definitely. You- I'd rather have him on my bench because then I can say, hey, I can put him in this week. So, um, I mean, fair. the thing is, I, I don't know if he's going to get back to everyday playing time. And with the with the Diamondbacks, they don't – they kind of – they rotate guys around so much that everybody gets like a day off here and there. But even with Cattell back and uh, Christian Walker, it's going to be tough – 
but if he keeps hitting, I mean, they can force guys out. I don't know. Um, I just think he's interesting because <laughs> he, he brings that five, uh, five category uh, production. So. Hmm. Okay. I can, I respect you, Dave. That's Dave McDonald. We're talking to I'm Michael Govier. It's a, Hey, it's a Rico Plazzo fantasy baseball fab show. Every Sunday night, we do this about 7 PM Eastern time. Live. We talk, Turkey, which means schedules, streamers, two-star pitchers, fab bids, how much to spend. You know, there's no guarantee, but we try to give you guys guidance the best we can. And with all the injuries that are going down, Jesus Lazardo and Luis Robert and Ian Happ got in a violent collision today. So he had actually hit a three-run home run today, which he had sat out all week. So I was I bummed, but then I was excited, and then I was bummed because he, that collision happened. It's like, Yeah, he got carted off, he said, right? Yeah, it was hardcore. I, I hope he's. I don't know what the latest details are as of Sunday evening at seven forty-eight Eastern time, but I hope he's okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, just what one, uh, one other real quick. Uh, Steven Piscotti uh, hits lefties pretty well, and they get somewhere between four and six lefties this week, which is interesting. Like you don't normally see that Ooh. many lefties on a schedule. So, um, and he's the guy who can play most days, especially he plays every day versus lefties. They might sit him versus a righty or two, though. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. That's an excellent point, Dave. Make sure you guys follow Dave on Twitter at RunDMCD. Uh, I'm sure if you type it in, you'll actually, if you type in less than Dave, you, that'll also find Dave McDonald because Dave is a wise, wise genius of fantasy baseball, and he knows what he's talking about, and I wouldn't pump him up if I didn't think it was the truth. Well, this thank you, sir. <laughs> you know it's true, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're the man, you know it. But with yeah. all these injuries, I just hope that all you guys can fill some of your voids. I, guys like uh, Tyler O'Neill, if there's some reason Tyler O'Neill's still a free agent, I want you guys to make sure you put a bid on him and pick him up. This is a guy who can easily he can give you a 2020 season at minimum. We know he has the power, but he's also fast. He's very athletic, and people forget that. And we picked him up in our tag team league last weekend. We picked up him and Nico Horner. Those were our best moves of the season so far. And I'm great. glad we yeah. spent the money on it. Yeah, you picked up Horner and, uh, and Glarf as well, I saw, I remember. Well, I, I drafted him in Glarf, and then I had to let him go because the Cubs are playing the bullshit game where he's going to sit on the bench for three weeks. But I, I So I, I overpaid for Horner, but I'm, I couldn't draft Horner and then watch someone else take him away. So I paid a tax basically because the Cubs fucked me. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. It's the Cubs' fault. But, hey, you got your boy back, and uh, he's producing for you, so good for you. By the way, shout-out to the Glarf people. Love my Glarf people. We're one of yeah, the dude. best. The best around. I know. Um, we're gonna. I think we're going to be the highest rated uh, uh, of all the area leagues after this week. And uh, we've got. We've also got We've got the overall leader right now, Lucas Beery, in our league. So, uh, Lucas, great guy. Um, for those of you who don't follow Lucas! him. Lucas! Beery clocks. Uh, is, is there numbers in that? I can't remember. Uh, I'm efforting that. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, look yeah, up. 33. Lucas Beery, 33. There you go. Beery clocks, 33. There it is. Yeah. Lucas Beery, B I E R Y. Lucas knows everything, as you said, Dave, in our chat this week. He listens to everybody and is always he up does. to date on all the information. Yeah, it's crazy. Like he listens to so many podcasts. It's insane. Um, I. That's really cool, though. Glarf, by the way, is the Great Lakes Area Roto Fantasy League. It's part of all the regional leagues. There's the West Coast one. There's an East Coast one. Uh, we are the Great Lakes. Yeah. So in case you guys don't know what that is, that's what it is. Me, Dave, and 13 other analysts from the Great Lakes 
region like Derek Van Riper and Sarah Sanchez, so on and so forth. Yeah. So as we uh, start to get to the close of the show here, I'm still looking at hitters. Like, like I said, if Tyler O'Neill's out there, make sure you put a bid on him. And I would bid, I'd happily bid 10% of my overall budget easy. I really would. I think he's, if you're, especially if you have injuries in the outfield and you're desperate, I would say go for the gold on that. Um, what about Jordan Luplo? I want to ask you about him because you're there, yeah. you're a Cleveland guy. Um, Are you uh, enamored or no? I mean, a couple weeks ago, I told people to pick him up because I, I could see it coming that he was going to be playing pretty much every day. Because uh, we, we weren't producing against righties. He was hitting only versus lefties, but he was like our best, not our best hitter, but one of our better hitters. Like he was hitting homers and everything. Like the dude has legit power. Um, he's only hitting like 180 right now or whatever. Obviously, you know, it's early. Uh, Babbitt wise, I think he'll improve. But I do think that he can maintain the PT there. So I think uh, I think he's worth picking up if you're looking for some power. I wouldn't go crazy for him, but, uh, you know, you're just looking for guys who play. You know, you're looking for guys who play <laughs> and give you something, you know, like power, speed, help my team in some way. So I think uh, I think he's worth picking up if he's still available. He got picked up a lot last week, though. So He did, yeah. It's a, it's a long shot. Like I said, catcher is really the mess. I see outfield and catchers being the two biggest messes right now. Uh, yeah. But there's a, a guy in Washington who – I wasn't really familiar with him, but I act, I like him. Um, Hernandez? It yeah, yeah. The, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's very steals. He's interesting, but unfortunately, I think Juan Soto is scheduled to come back like early next week. Oh, shite. Okay. Well, yeah, so think, double check on that. Yeah. So I think he's not going to be really. Uh, Holy cow. He's 33 years old. I thought he was like newer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's a lifer, man. <laughs> wow. He. Yes, he made his major league debut in 2020 with the Nats, Yadiel Hernandez. So forget yeah. about that. I mean, if you hear a delay or something, otherwise forget it. I was just looking for a guy for cheap steals. Yeah. Uh, sure. Any final thoughts, Dave, as we wrap up the show here? Anybody we missed? Anybody that deserves our time? I, obviously, Nico Horner should be owned. Uh, Pavin right. Smith is a guy you should pick up. Yeah. I like him a lot. Sure. Um, what about you? Brandon Crawford, he's going to Coors this week. Anybody, anybody going to Coors, really? Brandon Belt, um, any of those guys you can pick up on the cheap. Christian Arroyo gets uh, Detroit and Baltimore next week. He doesn't play every day, but he's interesting. Well, he's uh, been hitting leadoff, too. Yeah, yeah. Brett Gardner, since Talkman got traded, he's playing more. He's played four of the last five games. Christian Posh came back, so he's going to uh, go back to starting, and he gets uh, the Nats shitty pitching and then Yankee Stadium next week. Uh that's pretty. Oh, Harrison Bader also just returned, uh, and he started. Oh. Three, he started three three straight, and he gets uh, Colorado in Bush Stadium. Um, but uh, it is still Colorado pitching, so they're bad. Herman <laughs> Marquez pitching tomorrow night. We'll see how he does against the Giants. Uh, we had a couple quick questions here before we wrap up. Ryan okay. wants to know: Is McClanahan going to go triple digits? I would say yes. Yeah, yeah. If you're talking like 15 teamers, he's going to go. I I think in most. I don't know about TGFBI. TGFBI, he, I don't think it's as aggressive. It might be like more in the 60, 70 range, but I would assume he's more in the 130 to 175 range in uh, wow. high stakes leagues. That's my guess. In, in 15 team leagues, too. Yeah. Yeah. 15 teamers. 12 teamers, he'll probably be much cheaper. Yeah. 12 teamers, he'll be cheaper. Um, okay. you, can, you know, but I would still, I would still bid on him. I think he, uh, I think he could be worth it. Oh, he's got the pedigree. It, Yancey Eaton, good friend of the show, good friend of everybody's, uh, loves him as McClanahan. He's a big Rays fan, obviously, and we were talking about him early last offseason, and I actually had him in a 
I have them in like a weird thing. It's called score sheet. You know, it's that score okay. sheet baseball stuff. So I, I, yeah. So it's like a super giant roster, real triple A, all that stuff. And I, McClanahan has got the stuff. He's got the pedigree. So he's not just some flash in the pan. Uh, the other yeah. question was about Luis Robert going to the IL. Who's going to spell him? Um, oh, I, you know, hadn't even uh, looked into that. Jake Graham? Jake Graham? I don't know if they're going to give uh, finally give on more playing time. I mean, they still aren't playing the guy regularly. I mean, I guess he's played, he's played four of the last five, but he still sits a fair amount. Um, Larry Garcia will probably play close to every day. They could give Billy Hamilton some starts. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one there. might be – if you're desperate for steals, you might want to take a flyer on Hamilton for a couple bucks. Since coming off the IL, he started one game in, like, ten. So just take that for what's worth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's a mess. That, Adam Eaton, if for some reason you're in a 12 or 10 team league and Adam Eaton's available, make sure you pick him up and have – you already should have had him. I think he should be universally owned. Yeah. But otherwise, you're right. It's got to be Andrew Vaughn. Uh, Jake Lamb doesn't play the outfield that much, does he? Does he play he left does, field? He's been playing left field, actually, yeah, a little bit. Wow. I don't like that at all. Okay, well. No, I, I'm not interested, really. I mean – Larry Garcia is the one who's somewhat interesting as like uh, he can give you some steals, uh, provide a little bit of average. Brian K says poop emoji on that. He doesn't like what we're saying, but hey, it's the truth. And that's what we do. Yeah. We speak the truth here. That's what it is. <laughs> all right. I got to go. I got time, time to do another podcast. It never right. ends. But we want to say thank you to all of you guys for checking in. You know this, but tell your friends, tell your family members. We do this every Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern right here. Sub our channel. Follow us, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two T's. Give me two. And make sure you follow Dave. Dave's a great guy. Dave McDonald, less than Dave. Uh, you going to be writing this week on Rotographs, or what's up? I know, yeah. So since I had pneumonia, I obviously uh, got a little sidetracked there. But uh, the goal is definitely to release um, some, some stuff next week, for sure. Awesome. Hell yes. Well, make sure you read Dave's stuff. Follow him on Twitter. Rotosaurus, High Stakes Heat for Michael Govier. That's me, MJ Govier. GOV is in Victor IER. And Dave McDonald, Chris Deary sends his best. We'll be back Wednesday with Eric Simulski talking about pitching. Until oh, then. He's in my TGFBI league. That's cool. Hey, cool. Well, great. You guys could talk about me behind my back. It'd be awesome. Thanks <laughs> for having me, buddy. All Good right. Time. Take care, everybody. Thanks. Thanks, guys. He knew that he'd outgrown them, and he was all alone. Till the one day. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, Surprises on our side. <laughs> Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.